0: owner of OMH Agency. Welcome to Breakaway Agents. In a world full of real estate pros struggling to get ahead, there are a few who emerge and become wildly successful. If you are or are working to become one of these Breakaway Agents, then this show is for you. Thank you so much for listening. And even if you just get one thing out of this episode that helps your business grow, that is a huge win. Hopefully you'll get a few nuggets to help you move forward. Today I am so excited to welcome Ben Floyd, broker and owner of 525 Realty Group in Edmond, Oklahoma, just north of Oklahoma City. Ben has been a licensed realtor since 2000 and has a unique background that includes marketing, sales, management, home inspections, home and commercial renovations, as well as home and commercial building. His experiences have taken him down many paths, all of which are beneficial to his work in the real estate profession. Hey, Ben, thank you so much for being here and welcome.
1: Hey, Tiffany. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm so excited to have you here. So I appreciate, appreciate your time. Uh, can you just start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do?
1: Okay, um so I started selling real estate uh, well, my background before real estate um, I started working when I was about twelve years old for my dad who had an electric motor company started rebuilding electric motors, kind of got involved with uh, with that sort of thing he uh, He put me in charge of a construction crew at eighteen and I had no idea what I was even doing I, I didn't know what I was looking at, so I uh, got the ability to see he really just wanted me to kind of watch over, make sure everybody was working while they were there. Uh, but I got to see ground up construction, uh, at about 18, uh, kind of managing the whole project, uh, from that perspective, uh, from there, uh, got into car sales for a little while, uh, did that, uh, the hour, the pay was good. The hours were terrible. Um, so we, uh, I switched that to do even more hours in real estate and, uh, <laughs> And, uh, and it's kind of been here ever since, so uh, we've really, really enjoyed the, the ride that we've had with, uh, with sales and, uh, and kind of expanded our horizons into construction. Uh, we've even done a little bit of, uh, of development. Uh, we've owned six, uh, 36 unit development uh, that we sold out of and/or and built uh, those out. Um, it's just been a fun it's been a fun ride. I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: That's awesome. That's very cool. Yeah, real estate. It's funny when you said that, like you traded, you know, you were making good money in car sales, and it's just the hours were so much, you know, really matter. It, you know, makes a big difference that you enjoy what you're doing. So those long hours suddenly go a lot more quickly, it seems in real estate.
1: It really did. But it also went from a go to work to make money to uh, go to work to see if we can help somebody that day or uh, a better sense of fulfillment anyway. So even though the hours are a little longer, sometimes we do have a little more flexibility. Um, What I tell most of my agents is uh, you know, if if you're going to be in real estate and you're going to be successful, you have to work when no one else is working. And what I mean by that is we only get to show houses to people when they're off work and that's typically after hours or on weekends. So if you're not prepared to do that, real estate may not be for them and that's okay too, but but that's kind of what I tell most of my new agents is they're, they're kind of going through the process to get their their licenses and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, that's that's true that they do definitely have to keep that in mind. So can you tell me a little bit about your, your team structure? Like are you the broker at your office and in production? Do you have your own team? What does your environment? Consist of. So,
1: uh, background on that: when we started, uh, when I when I started selling real estate, uh, my mom and I started uh, with a national chain, um, great company for all intents and purposes. Um, we saw kind of a paradigm shift from a very agent-focused brokerage to a very bottom-line-focused brokerage, and that was something that we didn't want to carry over with us. We didn't like the agent is there and has a broker for a need. And when that broker is not available for you, isn't can answer those questions, uh, whether it's big trouble or small trouble, that broker should be there to answer the questions. So we decided it was time for us to go out on our own. Uh, Marion and I were a team for 15 years under that that, uh, national chain. Um, We, from time to time had as many as eight people on our team, uh, just as as strictly a team uh, based focus. So what we did with the brokerage when we broke off into the brokerage was we, um, we decided that we would take that team focus, but branch that out into the entire brokerage. So, uh, things that we offer for our agents are things like um, if they need help filling an open house, if they need uh, help showing a house, if I'm available, I don't charge them anything. I'll go show the house for them, help them write a contract, whatever that is, whatever they need from the broker to make that happen, make their lives easier. Because bottom line, if, if they're not successful, the brokerage isn't successful. So I don't know that I could do that if we were at the stage of a you know 300 uh, person brokerage or something like that. But with 28, we're able to manage that pretty, pretty well. Um, you know, somebody goes out of town, we can help uh, find somebody to cover whatever they've got going on. So we run it. The entire brokerage very, very team-like, uh, but the structure is in and of itself still uh, the kind of standard uh, standard brokerage.
0: Okay. And one thing that I asked you before the interview was something that you're really passionate, something that you get excited about talking to other agents about. And you mentioned that being successful isn't a big secret. It merely boils down to how hard you want to work. Could you elaborate on that for us?
1: Well, and so we we do some classes here. We do some social media classes. And, And every time I start one of those classes on sales and how to make it happen, uh, how to be that rainmaker is legitimately first of all pick up your phone um, everybody's involved with social media but be social being so involved with social media is fine but not being involved with society as a whole has really become a detriment to our society and 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 sales as a whole or, you know people feel like oh well I can just text or you know I don't have to have that face to face I don't argue. I can be friends with somebody because I'm friends on Facebook, and then they get they get hurt or upset because they didn't get the listing or they didn't get to show them a house. Well, we're friends on Facebook, but you didn't put in the time to make that happen, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't put in that personal uh, touch to to make friends with somebody or to to show them that you truly have their best interests. All they see is your posts, so. Uh, that's the first thing that I teach is, is you have to pick up your phone. You have to be in front of people, wherever you're at, that's your sphere of influence and you can make it happen. You just have to work that sphere. That sphere has to know that you are the, the professional within your sphere that, you know, what's going on within your market. If they don't, they're going to trust the next person to come along and they'll pick up the first person that that, that does come along that can portray that to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true you know one thing i always like to say is whether it's automation or other kind of technology like social media it's really to enhance relationships not replace them
1: oh absolutely absolutely and too many times we replace our our relationships with with the computer
0: yeah yeah well that's that's good advice that you're giving then you know and i also believe that everyone has strengths um and you know gotten to the level that you're getting to the level that you're at right now i'm it obviously you've leaned into your strengths or what I like to call your superpowers. And you, uh, again, I had asked you before the interview some things that really set you apart. And you said one of those things is the ability to diffuse a situation, which I thought was really interesting. Can you talk a little bit more on that?
1: Uh, It comes into play. I'm I'm pretty even keeled and pretty low key, even with sales. Um, And that's part of the reason that that Mariana my business partner, mom, uh, and I work so well together. She's a very, very high D personality uh, for any of those of you that have taken the disc test. Uh, very, very driven, very in your face, very, this is how it's going to be. This is what we're going to do. I'm really, really high I, high D. Like I'm at the very, very peak of in between both of those. So um, I, I take that side and I'm a softer sale. I'm not going to tell somebody, hey, you got to do this. You got to do that. But uh, I, I really welcome things like inspections. Our inspection period that's the most fun for me because I get to renegotiate, and I get to I get to take somebody that may be on a cliff and pull them back off that cliff to help them realize that, hey, this isn't really that big a deal. money can solve whatever's going on. We can make this happen hmm. so it's just I, I don't know it's it's a I think a fun process to be able to kind of analyze the entire situation from standing back and, and play both sides and, and tell Mr. Seller, Hey, this is, this could be what Mr. Buyer's thinking or Mrs. Buyer's thinking uh, and vice versa to try to put them each other in the the shoes back and forth and kind of play that, uh, that volleyball uh, game back and forth between them to, to come to an agreement where both of them, both of them obviously want to buy and sell, you know Mm -hmm. I mean? That's, that's the ultimate goal that we have is to get them together. And Too many times I think realtors go into that and and instead of saying buyer wants to buy, seller wants to sell, how can we make that happen? It's my buyer is going to get screwed in this deal or, or my seller is going to get screwed in this deal. I'm going to protect them. Well, let's make it fair for everybody. You know, it may not be exactly what they want, but it might be it might be something close, you know, and so everybody's got to have a win-win to make that deal happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that, that that seems like that'd be really useful, especially when it comes to inspections or surprises that happen during the, the process of the buying and selling of a house. So I'm sure that that's saved deals and um, yeah. results in a lot of referrals from being able to diffuse the situation. Another thing that you mentioned is your knowledge of construction has played a role in your success. Um, how is that? How did that, how has that affected your, your business?
1: So uh, a couple of ways actually I've, I've been able to, to form another stream of income, which has been nice. Um, through construction, the last house we built was 1.4 uh, million, which is huge for our neck of the woods. Um, average sale price here is somewhere in the mid twos. Uh, probably two, ten, two, fifteen, two, twenty. So that's our average sale. Uh, we don't see. We went through probably six months last year where there wasn't, but maybe one or two million dollar houses sell. So really, really slow market in that in that arena. Um, but for me to help, or, or to how it's helped me, um, we've gotten into. Uh, we walk into a house and say, you know, look, there's been some movement here, or there's this, or there's that strongly recommend that you get a structural engineer or somebody with a degree behind them, but this is what I'm seeing. I don't think it's that big a deal. Nobody's putting an offer in on this house. I think we can get it a little bit lower because everybody's shied away because of the cracks. I don't think the cracks are that big a deal. I think it's all something that, that we can get past. Uh, but I think it's worth putting an offer on or, you know, coming to an agreement on something like that. So that's, that's where that's really, really coming to, to help her into play with, uh, with what we do.
0: You know, I think that's so true. You know, my husband and I, we had a real estate company and we're in it for over 15 years and he also is in construction. Same thing. It's like having, having someone to turn to, you know, imagining being a buyer and seller and then turning and going, is this a big deal? You know, and then having somebody who's like, this is what you're looking at. You know, you decided it's a big deal, but you know, it's solvable. So I think even that could even translate to someone not in the construction industry, maybe just brushing up a little bit on that and having a better understanding.
1: That was ultimately why I got my, my uh, inspection license was because I wanted to be able to say uh, this is, you know, or during an inspection, I could, I could butt heads with an inspector if I had to, not that I want to, not that I want to, to blow something up, But uh, by knowing small stuff like that, able to say, hey, what if this is what's causing that and not the big issue that you think it is Mm. and kind of redirect them. And and, and now they're thinking, well, maybe that's the that's right. And, you know, I've even done that with uh, with engineers, uh, one in particular, but somebody that was saying, you know, we've had a massive amount of movement here. We need to peer. And I'm going, hold on, if we peer this, we're going to make this roll out even further. It's going to make the, the, the deal worse. We need to stop the water that's coming and sitting around the foundation to make the movement stop. Hmm. And he stopped, he took this, well, I think you're right. I don't think we need any peers. So, you know, stuff like that is, has gone a long way. And ultimately, it was his decision. And and uh, I'm not the one that's taken responsibility for telling, you know, somebody that they don't need peers, but, but kind of throwing that out there and being able to talk through that sort of. Uh, scenario.
0: Having other things to explore you know and asking maybe more questions because you have some knowledge of that. So and I also I like that you're so committed to growth so even as um, as a high-performing agent but what are one or two things that you struggle with today when it comes to growing sales?
1: Uh, my biggest struggle honestly is probably follow-up. Um, you know it's we, we're going a million miles an hour um, follow-up is something that I struggle with and probably always will struggle with. Um, it's not, it's not fun. It's, it's not, it's like cold calling. It, can I do it? Yes. And I've done it and I've knocked doors and I, have you know, beat the pavement, but it's not, not really, I'd rather go out and meet somebody. And if I meet somebody new and then they buy, then I'm like, okay, well, I didn't need to call them back anyway, but I really should have been calling would had double the sales, you know, stuff like that so that's probably my biggest Achilles heel
0: so are you the type my husband's like this where he, I'm I'm the caller and he's the like I'm just gonna go out and see him like if he's driving by and see him he'll stop like is that kind of more your what the your your method of of choice
1: I, I love face-to-face if I yeah. can meet somebody and shake their hand that's to me miles ahead of just picking up a phone Mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm picking up a phone, I'm almost saying, Hey, give me a little bit of your time, but not too much. Cause I don't want to get that close to you. You know what I mean? I just want to give you my sales pitch. You know, if we sit and we have a, a 15 minute conversation face to face, that's a whole lot better to, uh, to most people, not everybody, not everybody works like that. Most people, <laughs> there's some people who <laughs> would rather the text, you know, and just say, I don't even want to talk to them. Are you doing good? Yeah, I'm great. You know, and that's it. That's the end of the, the story. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so as you're working with agents, cause it sounds like you're a mentor to them and you help kind of guide them in their, um, in their careers. If you could, um, if you could just make them do three things, what would those three things be?
1: Let's see. Number one would be, uh, pick up their phone. Number two, pick up their phone. <laughs> number three, pick up their phone. Um, it's, it's, And especially in the age that we live in today, everything is right now. Everybody wants it done yesterday. um, I can get online. I don't have to go to the store anymore. I can order from Amazon. Everything shipped right to my door. It's instant. Well, our sales is not any different than what that is. If people don't have that information, they can get all the information online. They want to see the house now. And if you're not picking up your phone and you're you're not responding to what they're doing, you wait two or three hours, you've lost that buyer. And they're mad at you they don't want to have anything to do with you they've already called somebody else and gone on so the most important thing i tell people is to to pick up the phone i mean that is the number one thing Mm. in my humble that's that's what's gotten us where where we were we picked up a massive account so there's uh there's another uh realtor uh who does um he's we, we battled back and forth for years on number one, number two spot. Now there's some teams that have completely blown us all out of the water by building big teams and that sort of thing. But for the small teams, and when we started and that sort of thing, we were, we'd run, you know, neck and neck at, at 38 to 45 million a year, uh, year in, year out. Uh, some years he'd win, some years we'd win. And, you know, it was, it was all big high fives at the end of the year and that sort of thing. But, um, he had a client, who was driving through a neighborhood uh, had his sign told me to go to just drive by and look at at, uh, at the house that he had listed. We had the house listed next door. Well, they called him and they couldn't see it. They wanted to see our listing. And they called him. They couldn't see it. So he called us. He said, Hey, I'm working with a realtor. I want you to know, uh, you know, it will be going through him, but I would love for you to see that to see that. I can't get a hold of my realtor. No problem. So we went and showed him the house ended up great friends. He, we, we helped him write the contract with the realtor. Um, no big deal. Uh, you know, didn't step on any toes, that sort of thing. But he ended up the vice president of, uh, of HR for a large oil company here in town who's was moving uh, 100 people a year. So out of that one call, just picking up our phone, we ended up producing massive amounts of income just from that one phone call. Hmm. so it's uh it, it can definitely pay off you just you never know when you never know where uh saturday morning uh, uh sunday morning actually i was uh we were getting ready for church and I was, I was sitting down on the computer doing something i can't remember what i was doing it was mls or whatever and i get a call from from colorado it's colorado and i'm like uh, do i take it we're about to go to church right um uh, she ends up Uh, looking uh, to uh, spend just a ton on real estate. And so we've been working with her for the past two and a half years. You never know who you're going to pick up, where you're going to pick them up and what's going to happen. By simply picking up the phone, you do all the advertising all year long to get somebody to call that phone. And then they call and you're like, I'm not going to pick up because I'm having dinner. I get it, but you wouldn't be having dinner if you weren't making money. so. (laughs) You know, so yeah. I don't know. It's, and it's not a sacrifice everybody's willing to make, and that's okay, too. It's just, you know, people say, I don't know why I'm not making it. Well, when I call you and I try to give you a lead, even my agents, I call them and say, hey, uh, get their their voicemail when I've got a lead that has come into the office or whatever, and they don't pick up. So it's I next, don't know.
0: Next number. So yeah. when, you, when you say pick up the phone, you mean answer your phone, too, which is interesting. Answer. I get, I get pick up the phone a lot as the like, Hey, make sure this is one of the things that you do. Usually it's make the phone calls, you know, but, but it's true that even just something as simple as answering it when it rings um, how important that is.
1: Yep. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, it's made, it's absolutely made our career in real estate.
0: That's awesome. Okay. I am going to go through what I call rapid fire tool chest. So I'm going to say something, and then you briefly tell me your favorite tool, person, or other response to it. Or you can say pass if you don't want to answer, like if it's some trade secret or anything. Um, so are you ready?
1: Absolutely.
0: All righty. Time blocking. Do you do it? And if you do, what tool do you use?
1: I do, and currently we use uh, Outlook. Um, it's uh, it's just kind of our, our go-to uh, for the entire office, but all of my scheduling goes on there, everything that I'm doing.
0: Very good. Favorite technology?
1: Uh, well, I'm a little biased, so I've also own a tech company. As if I didn't have enough going on, <laughs> uh, and we've uh, we've created a new CRM system uh, that is really a full business management system uh, for small brokerages. So that's that right now. That's my absolute favorite piece of technology.
0: Okay, you've you've already developed it. Like, is it out? Do we you want to?
1: Tech- phases right now. Um, it, it's uh, Omniscient Management Group is the name of our company, um, OMG for short, but um, we, uh, we expect to officially drop. We've been beta testing it within uh, our, our brokerage. Uh, we officially drop in October at the Oklahoma Convention. So Oh,
0: oh wow. So my next question was uh, best CRM, but it sounds like it's the same answer.
1: We really went yeah, yeah, it is. So we went through and I took we, we, we used Top Producer for years and that's because that was the only one pretty much in the game when we started. Top producer was it. So um, but it's 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 gotten the technology and it's gotten very old. It's very hard to use, it's not real easy to get through. So we took the best part of all the CRMs that we could get our hands on and we condensed them down into one CRM where it's easy to use, it all flows through. It gives you analytics on your sales, on how many people you've talked to. As long as you're inputting information, you're putting inputting it correctly, it lets you know exactly where you stand with all of your leads. So it's it's been it's been fun to develop.
0: So does it, my next question is sales pipeline management. So it, it does it include that as well?
1: Oh yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: Very good. How about transaction management?
1: It does that as well. So right. we can follow it all the way through. Uh, we can add in, uh, we can add in uh, anybody that's worked on the house. We can add so so when it builds the um, the address, uh, and we start tying in individuals to that address, any email that comes in, any correspondence, it all pulls directly to that that home.
0: Okay, and so the name of this technology is still a secret, or. No. It's it's Omniscient
1: Management Group. Okay, O-N-G. so
0: that's what, it, that's what the CRM will be called when it's, yeah. when it's released. Very good. Okay. How about, um, okay, kind of a different topic, um, still, still the rapid fire, but a favorite book right now, like one of your favorite books right now.
1: Uh, favorite book of all time is probably Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. Um, it's been always one that I've gone back to. Um, but kind of expounding and you may get there and I apologize if you do, I may be jumping ahead, but, uh, probably my favorite, um, uh, I, I read a lot of self-help stuff or listen to a lot of self-help stuff. Earl Nightingale, The, the Strangest Secret is probably my favorite, um, uh, 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 speech by anybody that's ever done any kind of self-help. Mm.
0: Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard it
1: or not, but check it. It's it's on YouTube. It's uh it's about thirty minutes long. It's amazing.
0: Okay, I'll have to check that out. Um, and then who has been an overall mentor to you?
1: Man. Um probably overall, my mom. Um, she she's the one that taught me pick up your phone. She's the one that taught me how to write a contract. Uh, but even on top of that, um, my wife. She's never, never let me down. She's always by my side. She's no matter what, she's always been there. So Mm,
0: that's awesome. How about real estate teacher or coach?
1: Real estate teacher or coach, um, probably Tom Ferry for real estate, uh, specific, um, Grant Cardone, probably as sales techniques overall. Um, some of his stuff's a little off the wall, but I, I think he's got some really,
0: really good info. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely knows his stuff. How about a training resource that you swear by?
1: Training resource that I swear by. Um, you know, I don't know if I can answer that outright or not. Um, there's been a lot of them over the years that we've used, um, but I've uh, we've kind of developed a lot of our own training. So, you know, we train every Saturday. Um, we probably won't this Saturday because we're moving, but. Um, and we did not last Saturday cause we moved, but, um, but every Saturday for the most part, we've, we've got the training room open and we're training and it's something that, that I put together, but I pulled it from so many different sources. It's, it's not, you know, it's not me going, I'm Mr. Genius and I'm going to type all this out and nothing like that. It's all stuff that's been pulled from different sources that I really like this piece. I really like this piece, put it together and and teach on that.
0: So what are a couple that inspired you just off the top of your head?
1: Um, Oh, um, for training,
0: um, or
1: one. Okay. <laughs> the first
0: one uh, that you think of, it doesn't even have to be the best yeah. one.
1: <laughs> you know, I really don't, I don't, I'd have to go and dig through my books and, and pull a name out of the hat. I apologize. I <laughs> no,
0: no, no worries. That's Okay. So um, how about the most underrated resource in your industry?
1: Most underrated resource is probably your cell phone number. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds bad, I'm sorry. I know I keep going back to that, but uh, underrated resource, you know, I I don't know. I think um, MLS has come a long way. We use that continuously. Um, I, I don't know, I don't There's There's not one that really stands out to me personally um you know wow. if i like it and i've we use it and i you know i push it to all my agents and say hey use this so
0: yeah well i think i think cell phone number completely legitimate response <laughs> so <laughs> it, you know if it's something that you use and it creates success that other agents outside of your sphere are under underutilizing then i think that that's that's a perfectly awesome answer so Well, um, is there anything that I, that I haven't asked that maybe I should have or anything else that you want to share?
1: I don't have anything off the top of my head, no, Um, but I I definitely appreciate you having me on, on the air with you.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, well, and I think, um, and I really appreciate you being a part of it. I feel like you gave us some really great takeaways, especially when it comes down to picking up the phone. I, I, like I said earlier, I feel like we get, that answer so often of, hey, call people, call people, call people, but we forget that just answering the phone, how powerful that is, and um, what a great takeaway that is as well, as well as kind of broadening your knowledge. I I like that you've taken, even even beyond your in construction, so you have, you already have knowledge beyond just real estate, but even taking the initiative to take classes on inspections and being more knowledgeable, I think that just being more knowledgeable in different areas of real estate um, just really brings value. And in a time where agents are trying to jockey and understand their unique value proposition, I think that doing things like that um, are, you know, speak volumes. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and thank you so much to everyone who's listening and to Taylor, my right-hand person who's in the room with me right now. Oh, shoot. Okay, that was almost a disaster. So um, again, thank you, Taylor, for being here. We're not done yet. I have one more really important question and I never end a pot, and I always say this, I wouldn't be able to say this ever again if I forgot it. I'm so glad you're here. So, um, okay, last question. What is, I'm a huge foodie, so it's food related. What is your favorite dish and where do you get it?
1: Oh. I love food. Um, You know, my absolute favorite dish in the whole wide world is probably uh, uh, linguine and clams, spaghetti and clams. Uh, My grandma used to make it and there's very places that make it like she did. So, um, you know, that's, that's one that I usually make in my own kitchen, uh, but I do a lot of cooking as well. So um, usually after we get done at night, uh, we get home about 6 30 645 something like that uh, not always done working at that time but I'll usually I'm, I'll cook and uh, and that sort of thing so uh, but but the Linguinian clams is is probably my favorite white sauce um, there's a, there's a little place in uh, in uh, Eureka springs arkansas called the Vito's, and uh, it's been the best uh, that I've ever had outside of uh, outside of my grandma's
0: did you say the Vito's or davido's Vitos?
1: Davitos.
0: davido's okay oh my gosh that sounds delicious i'm starving <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again taylor and thanks for sharing that that does sound delicious no <laughs> so, problem yeah i think we're going we're going to go out later but i don't think they're i don't think they have linguine and clams and now i'm craving that so i'll have to figure that one out <laughs> well ben thank <laughs> excuse me Ben, thank you again so much for being part of this. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And truly, thank you everyone for listening. Again, thank you, Taylor, for being here. Um, And uh, remember, the best is yet to come.